0: All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. On the line right now, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my wizards of wagering, the degenerate trifecta, brother Bri, Harry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's going on, fellas?
1: What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's up? What's going on, buddy?
0: Oh, it's you guys. It's Tate. It's always us. Tate's here. Master Tate Frazier is back. He's been been hurt, right? Yeah. He's working a board COO of our uh, podcast. Still with a busted up back, but thank you for joining us, Tate.
2: Scratching and surviving, all I can do. So
0: good, man. Good man. And you did your you did your last uh, podcast with um, with uh, Lombardi today, right? Last GM Street. I haven't listened to it. Last
2: yet. GM Street. Yeah, on Tuesday. I was wrapped it up. Right. Yeah, we did the full Super Bowl special. Broke it all down. Did all we could to make it exciting as possible. You know, based on the game, but. At the end of the day, Bill Belichick does it again. So Lombardi's a happy man. And uh I know. ended on a good note, ended on a high note. And
0: so yet uh, over 14 and a half F bombs, even though it was on a high note, right?
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, that's always a good note. <laughs> that's
0: true. That's my favorite note. Uh Trifecta what what do we do here? I you know, I've been talking about it for weeks. I'm like, football's gonna be over and it's sad. And now now football is over and it, and it's sad. Paulie kid, well, how do we rebound? It's five weeks until the conference tournaments. Ah. What are we doing? It's
1: really not that sad here on the island, Sal. Uh,
0: oh yeah, the,
1: the uh, New York Islanders are uh, wow. This the uh, hockey story of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, like last year's uh, Vegas Knights, uh, this Islander team led by Barry Trotz has been, uh, you know, overachieving all year. Now it doesn't even seem like they're overachieving anymore. It just seems like they're really darn good.
0: All so, right. Well, maybe uh, uh, I
1: think it gives us here a little little hope in terms of. You know, game tonight, game. You know, this game's all over the place. So, yeah. I think it's going to help us uh, right. really bridge the gap here. So,
0: well, good. I mean, it's it's unlike here in L.A. The, the whole the whole city is devastated by the Rams' loss. Uh, I saw the the, <laughs> yeah. the one person who has the flag that they put on the car. They they took it off. They <laughs> They didn't even stick with it. They were that that uh, <laughs> put a Lakers flag up. Oh, no, down. No, not even the Lakers yet. The Lakers backed out of the trade. <laughs> yeah. uh, so now we don't know what we're doing here in L.A. But. um, Uh, Brother Brian, let's quickly talk about this uh, Super Bowl. You had the one prop that we thought was all, when it was only minus 200, minus 180 when you got it. We talk about the game in general, but this is every over lost on a prop. Um, Obviously, the over in the game loss is uh, 13-3 final, but under one and a half yards for the shortest touchdown was a loser. And when that happens, forget it. All bets are off, right?
3: Yeah, that sucked. I actually thought uh, we had a little chance there on that pass for Gronkowski. It was really close. I mean, it he probably was down at the, uh, the two and a half, like the two, two and a half yard line, maybe even before. But then depending on what your angle is, people are writing me on Twitter saying, no, he wasn't down until like the half yard line or the one yard line. So, I was yeah. really hoping Michelle got stuck uh, at the one there, uh, but uh, he had a huge hole to score. Now ju- so.
0: just to confirm if it's anything inside the two, the under one and a half prop wins, right? Uh,
3: for the most part, I think it's it's pretty much like one and a half. I, I oh, mean, is I've it? Oh. it where, yeah. I mean, I think it's usually inside the one and a half. Like if it's just like a foot inside the two, they still mm-hmm. usually round that to like two from usually right. what I've seen. I mean, I think in the Colts game, I think that one went over, but it was the same situation. The ball was like like a foot inside the two mm-hmm. in, the, in the first playoff game, and they they ruled it a two-yard touchdown. Yeah, so.
0: parlay kid, that 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 hurt me because I had real money on Gronk to get the first yeah. touchdown, and like yeah, it looked like he was down. I also had under one and a half yards. So the fact that it was at the two and he didn't score. Was terrible. You had in our pool our first touchdown pool where we each uh, put fake money on guys to, to score the first touchdown. You had Gronk. You would have won the thing if Gronk scored the first touchdown, right?
1: Absolutely. So, and I think what Brian's talking about, and I really didn't think anything of it either because I actually thought he was down like at the three or four. Mm. But if you really watch the play, he doesn't really have full possession of the ball when he's first touched. Yeah. Then he kind of catches and gathers the ball, and that really gets touched down at like. The one or half yard line. Uh, obviously, there was nobody that was going to review that. But man, it would have been nice if he had uh, just kind of went yeah. into that end zone untouched, and I miraculously would have won the first touchdown pool. been yep.
0: sweet. But instead, Harry won. He covered his bases with Sony Michelle. It was looking like for a while there wasn't going to be any touchdowns, and I know that was a that was a liability in the sports books. I should mention Jay Cornegy. He's going to be on. He is the vice president of sports operations at uh, Westgate, where they have four hundred, five hundred props. So many. We're going to talk to him a little later in the podcast. I guess Vegas is still standing because he took my call, Tate. Right? Like, he still has money to pay the it phone exists. bill. They made yeah. enough money. He does. Harry, you won. You had Sony Michelle. Good job by you. We all owe you what two hundred fifty, two fifty two. How much money do we owe you?
4: Yeah, I think it's two fifty two fifty to be exact. <laughs>
0: And which co- coincidentally, we, that's from We too. said that's half what that's what you weighed in at. Also, is what, coincidentally. Oh, so. I don't know how ironic. Huh? Yeah, I but know. anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah,
4: that was not a pretty, uh, pretty brutal Super Bowl. With no, my my, my props didn't come in trying uh, over two and a half pa- uh, players to throw a pass. Yeah. The two point conversion attempt, not even close. Nothing like that. But uh, the Sony Michelle uh, breaking in. Uh, Nice little score there.
0: None of the props came in. The fourth down, the pot, the Pats to convert a fourth down didn't come in. They had a shot at the end. They kicked. I don't know. Tate, were you thinking they should have kicked there up seven, or should they have gone Brady sticks his head in there fourth and a quarter of a yard?
2: Well, they were just playing it safe at that point. I mean, that was pretty much the whole game. Both guys were trying not to make mistakes, and Mm -hmm. uh, the Patriots had the one drive, and it was because they got them in base defense, and that's all Belichick wanted to do is basically baited them into it the whole game. So, uh it was sad. Sad to see. You
0: sound like my friend Mike Lombardi with the base Steve div- Talking base defense. Yeah, I know. That, he, really, well, he told <laughs> me that
2: before the game. Really? Was like, know he, was your like, shit. he was like, Belichick's just trying to bait him in to go base. Really? And uh, that was the one drive where they scored the touchdown. Well,
0: speaking of to- telling people before the game, Bill Simmons was in here. This is not a lie. Tate, you will confirm <laughs> it. He was in here three minutes before the podcast. And he said something to the effect that I wish I was recording this is like, we win Super Bowls because other teams are stupid. Not because we're good. Not because we're good. You're right. He added not because we're good. I was like, please say that again. I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna repeat it in your voice in about six minutes, so it's not going to matter. But say it again. But it's true, Tate, right? How many yes. times do
2: we have to see this? Confirmed. Character witness. I saw it.
0: Oh, Pete Carroll has an aneurysm. Jared Goff yes. doesn't show up. Uh, who else am I missing? I, what was the other? Oh, the Falcons. My yes, God. Yeah, Shanahan. They had yeah. that freaking game won. They could have run, just run, run, run. But uh yep. Yeah, parlay kid. They all everything lost. All the overs. If you had any kind of over, <laughs> you, you lost on a prop. Right?
1: Yeah, I, I, exactly. I think we might have in our prop picks been zero for nine. Yeah, uh, the three we each gave out last week might have been zero for nine. I, I would have won with Edelman
5: though.
0: You had Edelman over yeah, against,
3: yeah. against Justin Rose. <laughs> <laughs> that would have won. <laughs> Can you explain what happened there though?
0: Yeah, Harry, take a break from the golf. Your guys are either tying for twentieth with six other guys, or you're you're not, not making, making a cut, the cut, and it's a it's yeah. a the put the part the prop goes away. Uh, we'll,
4: we'll be betting we'll be betting in game wagering on Saturday,
5: I'm sure.
0: All right, starting Saturday. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's move it to a positive because speaking of Saturday, last Saturday night we were all winners. That was nice, right? They had the yeah. season uh, end of season awards. By the way, what are they doing with that thing? I mean, I didn't. Harry text me Barkley, exclamation points. I'm like, holy crap, that's going on now, even though that's not on TV. It's not on CBS. I think it would have ended up being CBS, right, for three hours later. Uh, but Tate, what do they do? They run those awards, and then no one could see them for hours unless you – you stream it on Roku or something Yeah, you student?
2: basically had to go on like Instagram live to watch, you know, Thomas uh, Davis's, you know, Instagram to see what was going on there. Right. That's pretty much what the plan was. I
3: don't it's, understand it. It's the same way they did the uh, iHeart uh, podcast awards.
0: <laughs> I guess it was the same. So yeah. So, Harry saw it. Except we won this time. Um, and we, we had, had people were there. Harry, you <laughs> you and uh you and uh don't badmouth them. We want to get another <laughs> we want to get another mm-hmm. nomination actually. Wow. Sa- Saquon and uh, you and Brother Bry had Saquon for rookie of the year. Sadly, Parlay kid did not uh even though he had yeah. it on like 17 parlays that never made it <laughs> that never made it to February 2nd unfortunately. That's right. But uh I have no problem with this. I actually think that it could have been a split uh, award with uh with Baker, but I'm no problem with Saquon close to 2000 yards yeah. from scrimmage.
1: But, Sal, what what do you think happened with that? Like the the numbers fluctuated so much so um, over the last like once the season ended. You know, Barkley was the favorite the whole season, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Mayfield passed them and was climbing. Mm-hmm. Season ends, and, uh, you know, what happens with that? How does that happen in terms of I learning? don't know. Like, is that so Vegas can kind of win on both sides, you know, kind of? or? Uh, well, Vegas,
0: ha- I don't think Vegas even had this prop up. You had to do it online or something. But, yeah, like you said, For like, sure. yeah, you had it. kid, you might have had the best odds on this, but it didn't survive, right? Did you have 20? No. What did you have? I know Brother Brian's no, six I to think, one. You had yeah, twelve? did you what was your best?
4: Brian I had had six it, to one.
5: Right.
1: So I had it more like, yeah, I think it was it was better than that. It just was on the wrong parlays. I and mean, I had him with Bama to win uh the championship and right. et cetera, et cetera. Right early in the season, and uh, nothing else came in. So I deserved to lose that one.
0: Six to one. Harry had it on uh, some crazy parlay with Leicester City making the playoff or something, not being relegated. I don't know what it was. But um, Parlay (laughs) Kid, you did have – you had Mahomes, right, to win MVP? I had
1: Mahomes MVP. I had that parlay with something else. So it paid nicely. Um, Well-deserved by Mahomes.
0: That was no surprise. Yeah, 50 and 5,000 is just tough to beat. Um, Tate, yeah. Tate, you have a problem with any of these awards? Saquon winning rookie of the year. Mahomes? Yeah, I was hoping for Saquon and Baker to
2: split it, sort of yeah. like uh, you know the Grant Hill, Jason Kidd, ninety-five kind of thing. That would have been what, fine. Yeah, that that's would've... what I was hoping for. But you know, it, I mean, Saquon deserved it. He had you know enough moments.
0: I was a little worried for you, Parley Kid. When Mahomes won, did he win Offensive Player of the Year? Like a like a half hour before, I was like, oh crap. Yeah, gonna, gonna...
1: usually you can see that happen. Right. Give us right, Mahomes, yeah.
0: and then Breeze gets the MVP. But I won with Aaron Donald, and as As Harry pointed out, because he's known me, well, these guys know me longer. But Harry's been following (laughs) my my betting career possibly longer. I cashed in a ten to one on Aaron Donald. I'm a a round of applause for me. Holy, Uh, how did I do that? Uh, I got a little lucky. Got a little lucky because um, uh, Khalil Mack was injured. He might have caught him, and Von Miller maybe had an off year by his standards. But I'll take ten to one, Harry. Right? You don't remember me cashing ten to one before, do you? Never. Never
3: ever. One to
0: tens, yeah. All, right. <laughs> All the time. There you go. But
3: he should have he really should have never been ten to one, right though.
0: I don't understand how that works. I mean I don't understand. I
3: I got him last year I had him like fourteen to one when he won, but he was holding out, so he missed the first game. So like I mean, I feel like every year at this point going forward you should just take Donald or Mac and maybe one other guy. I mean Oh wait a minute. He was Oh,
0: who was holding out this year? To, uh, Donald was holding out this, Donald year. Hold out this year. Donald well, held out this shot.
3: I mean, yeah. I guess that's keeps, why the odds, uh, yeah. maybe when you got it at that point in right. time, he was still like he didn't sign his contract.
0: But... Yeah, I think I had some intel that he was going to play or sign or something, but I'm not, you know, I don't want to have to forfeit my money for illegalities. <laughs> but let's, speaking of big odds, now I bought that crazy ticket with Clay Travis for the Saints. To win the uh, Super Bowl, I don't know, we bought it, but it was 20 to 1 odds. Someone got it in February at 20 to 1. I'm looking at the calendar, it's February. So let's take a look at the 2020 Super Bowl favorites and let's analyze this. I did this with Simmons uh, Sunday night. Um, Chiefs and Patriots, 7 to 1 odds, both favored right there. Great. Rams, 10 to 1. Um, Bears, 15 to 1. Saints, also 15 to 1. Colts, 18. And then you have a pack of five. Chargers, Eagles, Packers, Steelers, Vikings, twenty to one. And then it gets a little crazy. Uh Cowboys and Browns are down there. Parlay, Kid, let's start with you. Where's the best value in this rundown?
1: Yeah, it's interesting to see some of those odds. Even the fact that the Browns are in the top half of those odds yeah. is uh pretty impressive. But I the value I really like here, Sal, uh at forty to one is the Texans. Mm. Um Right now, they might, they might be the odds-on favorite to land uh, Le'Veon Bell, right. uh, which really could put them over the top with this offense. Deshaun Watson probably uh, laid an egg in the playoffs this year, but he's been a winner his whole career, uh, especially since he's coming to the NFL in college. His whole career, basically. Mm-hmm. But uh, with Hopkins, Le'Veon Bell, uh, Deshaun Watson – uh, and always pretty solid defense. The offensive line needs some improving. But why won't the Texans be really atop that division or close to being on top of that division? And, right. you know, if you make the playoffs, there's a chance uh, that you can make a run. I think at 40 to 1, they're, they're, that's pretty solid odds, especially if you think Bell is going to go there. So I really like them as uh, really, I, I would take them at 30 to 1, but 41, yeah. I think, is a, a no brainer.
0: I don't mind that at all, but I am taking a team in the same division who you know made the Texans look soft, the uh, Indy Colts, at eighteen to one. Obviously, forty is much better than eighteen. But everything I read says the Colts are thirty million under the cap. They're yeah. thir- they're they're actually thirty million better than the next best team for under the cap. And this is after they play their uh, pay their players. They did a great job uh, feeding their offensive line. Great protection. I think like um. I think Luck was sacked like 18 times. He had a streak of like five or six weeks where he didn't get sacked. They have uh, a first-round pick. They have two twos. Uh, Darius Leonard won defensive rookie of the year. And there's a lot of, you know, you say Le'Veon Bell. It does seem like you're reading more about him going to somewhere like Houston. But with all that cap space, maybe he could go to Indy. What a crazy team that would be there. Or they send, sign one of these edge rushers. I know De, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, do you think he'll be franchised again? I think something will be weird with that, but you have Trey Flowers, yeah. you have Clowney, you have uh, D Ford if he could stay on sides. I think eighteen to one. I think you see the Colts is a is good value there. Um, Harry, what are you saying? Who do you like here?
4: You know what? At a at, uh, at twenty to one, I've been on this team a couple times uh, when we've gone over football in the past year year and a half, and uh, I like the Vikings at twenty to one. I think that's pretty good value. I think I also think we. All can agree Minnesota has a very good team that was clean and simply underachieving uh, this season. Uh, we know the pressure is all on Kirk Cousins to win some sort of big game, but still his stats, if you just look at his stats, he was 70% completion percentage, he had 30 touchdowns. Dillon and Diggs both combined, each had a 1,000 yards, yeah. uh, like 2,400 total combined, and they each had nine touchdowns on defense. Kendricks had 108 tackles. And Daniel Hunter had a monitor season, 14 and sacks. So the stats are great heading into the next season for the Vikings. Better stats than most teams. I mean, the big game wins is what they need, and that's what has to come next season. Now, this very well may be a make-break season with the weapons that the Vikings do have for Coach Mike Zimmer. Uh, they have to learn to put games away. This was a learning experience for Cousins and the rest of the team. If Case Keenum two years ago could take this team – The NFC Championship game, Cousins has to learn how to get it done, and I think possibly he can get the he can get it done. Eighty four million dollar contract, big big number over top of his head, but with the Vikings still looking good on uh, offense, maybe he can get it done. Twenty to one.
0: I think you're saying that he needs to get it done. Yeah, no, no, I understand. (laughs) Uh, uh, Listen, the Vikings, the Vikings had the most miserable loss of the year at home against the Bills, right, Tate? That was week week three or something. I don't know. That was awful. Second most miserable, might have been Week 17 against a Bears team who didn't even give a crap about that game. Could have lost, actually may have put them in a worse position and actually ended up putting themselves in a worse position by winning that game because then they lost to the Eagles in the first round of the playoffs. How they didn't uh, win that game is beyond me. They didn't get any offense going in that Week 17. But I'll say this, and this leads into Brother Bry. How about Harry's Vikings, Brother Bry? All these teams that are 20-1. Harry's Vikings, the Steelers, Packers, Eagles, and Chargers. You take all five of those teams at twenty to one. I think one or two of them is going to be in the second round of the playoffs, right? You're talking good quarterbacks. You're talking Rivers, uh, Wentz, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, and we'll say Cousins. We'll throw them in there because that's the fifteen. But is there any? Is that a good strategy? Maybe.
3: Um, I don't know. I I I would I could see Pittsburgh. Uh, they should be good again, and the Eagles should be good. I. I really don't like the Vikings at all. I kind of hate Harry's pick because yeah. I do not trust Cousins <laughs> at all. Um, the Chargers are okay. It's funny. I mean, I do actually like some, like Darren's Texans pick. Yeah. Your pick with the Colts at eighteen to one, which kind of leads into my pick, where I, with Seattle at forty to one. I mean, I think there's better odds. Oh, yeah. uh, even the Saints. I'd rather I'd rather the Saints at fifteen to one than one of those other teams at twenty to one. I do think there's good value, like up and down the board. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't really like the Vikings. I wouldn't trust the Chargers again. I think it's going to be the same story with them, uh, and probably it might be the same story with the Steelers too.
0: You know, I could take the Saints at fifteen to one now, or I could just wait for some other schmuck to do it, and then I'll buy his ticket for uh, twenty eight thousand seven hundred. <laughs> why, why, why spend my money now when I could do it in the new year? But yeah, Seattle forty to one, pretty good, pretty
3: yeah, good. So I, yeah, I do, I, I. I think that's pretty good odds because if you look at everybody in the NFC this year,
5: mm-hmm.
3: all the top teams were pretty even. They're, they've all become like these run heavy teams. Even the Saints, the Rams, they're run heavy teams that then they use a lot of play action off of it. The Cowboys are the same. The Seahawks, they're all the same. So I feel like the Seahawks, when you think back to it, I mean, they really weren't any different than any other team in the NFC. They're, I think they were the third youngest team in the NFC they have at least the third best quarterback in the NFC. They have about like sixty-two, sixty-five million $65 million in cap. Although I know a lot of that has to go to signing Wilson and some of their other guys, but I, I for some reason, I just, I think the value for them is just as good. I mean, I think everybody thought they were going to regress this year and be pretty bad, but they, they were there much earlier than anybody expected. Their line was, yeah, was much better than anybody thought the run game was good. So I think, at forty to one, I think they're just as good as anybody else, especially the Vikings. I hate Harry. I hate. the
0: Vikings. Oh, nice going, Harry. Where to ruin the day? <laughs> yep. All right, let's move on to another. Oh, Tate, I wanted to ask you, what what's yours? Did you hear any of that you like in there?
2: Yeah, I like the Seahawks uh, right there. I like oh. the Falcons at thirty to one. Falcons? Also, hmm. maybe the chance that they bounce back. They're kind of like the Panthers. Uh, like every other year, they get into it. Yeah. Uh, and then the real long shot one I have is the Forty Nine ers, uh, forty five to one. If Garoppolo comes back and is really good, and they sign somebody like a Le'Veon or get someone else in there, maybe uh, trade for Antonio Brown as Jerry Rice wants to yep. happen, possibly. Something happens with that team just because they're in the NFC West and they have a chance.
0: I didn't hear you mention your Panthers at all. I didn't mention uh, the Cowboys yeah, either. But, I, I think
2: yeah. the the Cam shoulder slash you know Julius Peppers retire all, all those guys. It, it seems like an end of an era there. And Dave Tepper is going to restart things. So we'll
0: that's see sad. Happens. You want to take a moment? Yeah, Did let's you, take a moment of silence. Tearing up. Yeah. What I, were I, they anyway? Are they forty to one. I didn't even see them. On uh,
2: I think that they yeah fifty to one. Oh, 50. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Wow. Imagine the Panthers at fifty to one getting them all these Jags,
2: years. Giants, and Panthers, all 50 to one. Well, Giants,
0: that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Jags are going to, I mean, it's going to be interesting offseason. It really is. Let's, let's roll into that. I made up this other segment, these props that I made up things that might happen. I'm not ready to say goodbye to football. We can move on. We can do college basketball. I'm sorry, Tate or NBA or something. There's a lot going on there, but I'm just not ready to move on. So I made up these props. It's fake ones. Harry Antonio Brown minus two and a half touchdowns over Le'Veon bell. Obviously we don't know where either of these guys are playing next year.
4: No, we don't. But you know what? I'm going to bank on by what you sent here. I'm going to bank on that the, the uh, San Francisco 49ers, like Tate just said, uh, acquire Antonio Brown. Uh-huh. And uh, we now know that uh, the greatest quarterback in Eastern Illinois history
5: oh, is
4: throwing on. the ball. Would be throwing the ball to him and Jimmy G. Not you know the other one, Darren. Yes. The other good
2: quarterback supposedly that went to Eastern Illinois. I oh, called him good.
0: No, he's not going to say wrong. No. It's the third. It's the yeah. it's Sean Payton. <laughs> Sean Payton. <laughs> Oh, I thought I was adding a layer to your joke, Harry. I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> okay, soundtrack.
4: yeah. Right. Well,
0: Sorry. Still,
4: so, greatest stats ever, Jimmy G at Eastern Illinois. I think mm-hmm. that would be a great fit. Brown can uh, spread the field, go deep. They have a great one-two. Uh, they would have a great one-two punch too with George Kittle. But a monster season. What do you have? Almost fourteen hundred yards.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I think it'd be hard for Le'Veon Bell even where he be Jets, Texans, wherever. I know the Jets aren't going to break the bank for him. Uh, but it's going to be hard for him to get into the end zone. I think if he's on a on a, a team like the Texans and a team like us, especially with the Jets with not much offense but with if if he if Brown went to San Francisco, they would have they would have some sort of offense and I think minus two and a half touchdowns. I'll take Brown with that
0: but what why would why would uh and Bell have trouble getting in the end zone if he was on the Texans?
4: Mm, well, Bill O'Brien knows how to mess things up constantly, and <laughs> I think
0: Lamar they didn't, they Lamar didn't have Miller has uh,
4: rushing touchdowns this year
0: uh, Lamar Miller had five. I think he's Twice the play. All right. No, I guess. Saquon
4: Barkley had that in after week three.
0: That's true. That's true. All right, Uh, brother Brian stunk. That's good. That's a good way to end that. Brian, will there be will there be video review for penalties in 2019? I'm saying the no minus 180. The yes plus 160. What do you think?
3: Uh, I'll say no. I, I have a feeling if they're going to change something, I think it'll probably be another couple of years away. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, the owners get to decide this, right? So I, I think it would probably only be fair if, if we let the Saints owner decide what yeah. what they want to do, you know? Right. And, you know, who knows? I I just have a feeling if they decide what's going to happen is if they decide to review penalties, you know, you know, the Saints will lose a game like right. in the playoffs from a reviewed penalty. I'm pretty sure that's happened that happened with the tuck roll and the Raiders, the Raiders were one of the first few teams to then lose
0: as a result. uh, Yeah.
3: As a result of it. But I mean, look that Roby Coleman call was the worst call probably ever, but I, I personally don't want to see it because I mean, how many times I feel like on any ball, they could thrown up on the air. It's probably there's 50, 50 chance. There's some type of pass interference. So yeah, I think it'd be, you know, I it just seems like it'd be happening all the time. Like even in the in the Pats Rams game, on the last on that play that Cooks dropped, the one-handed play by him when he dropped, yeah. his left hand was being held. Now I'm glad they didn't call anything because I think I, I kind of liked the infighting that they're doing. But if they were to review that play, they probably would have reviewed pass mm-hmm. interference. and called pass interference on that. So I mean, maybe what they could do. Is maybe in the last two or five minutes of the game, if there's like a blatant miscall where like ten officials are in a room and they're saying they immediately scream out like, "Oh my God, that's like the we have to call that that's so blatant
5: yeah uh, well that, that
3: would be the my only suggestion, something like that late in the game, but I think it's yeah too many ticky tax penalty pass interferences would be called that I, I think I would hate it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. And there's there's talk about. Oh, look, I lost a ton of money on that Saints bet, but I'd rather the refs just get their shit together than have to go through changing rules and video review. And like you said, it might be offensive. It might be pass defensive pass interference. What if they see something else on the the replay? This thing will take forever. It it just gets. Uh, too scattered after a while but i think they're talking about a few things they're talking about another official not on the field but in the booth who would be like that oh holy shit guy who just said no 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 you missed the whole thing i'm able to see everything they could uh they could phone up to him right away not even phone just right through the headset and do it they're talking about that they're t- they everything else is a no as far as i'm concerned that i'm seeing um they're they're not from what i read going to add one more review for each team Um, they're not, if they do this review, it would only be for what they're looking at and not other factions of the, of the play that they're really seem to be against it for this year. I think the no, my fake prop here is the winner here, but, um, yeah, like I said, refs, get it together. Uh, speaking of getting it together, Parley kid, how about the AFC East? How about an AFC East team? Get it together. Patriots. What have they won this, this, uh, division by four games? Three out of the last four years, or something crazy. I'm going to put it at minus three and a half games over the second place team in the AFC East. You can yep. say plus or minus?
1: Well, so this is a good prop bet. Um, it it really is amazing, and you know i've been I've been rooting for the Patriots here the last few weeks. But when you really start breaking things down, you're like, could they have played in a worse division all these years? Really, they really probably couldn't have played mm-hmm. where. Basically, the three teams in their division, none of them have ever been able to get it together during these uh these years for the most part. I mean, obviously, there was a few years in there for the Jets or the dolphins, but season to season, it's pretty weak, Ugh. and I, it's kind of doing the math if you, if you really look at this, the dolphins are predicted right now at least they have the worst super Bowl odds they they're, they're three hundred to one right so obviously right they're right now. I guess maybe the worst team in football. At least that's what people are thinking of them. Right. The Jets and the Bills also come in at 100-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, which puts them also basically at the bottom. So once again, the Patriots are dealing with a terribly weak division. I think the Bills have a good coach, a pretty decent young quarterback. Uh, but are they ready to pass like a seven-win threshold? Because if you look at the, the Patriots' schedule, they're winning – 11 games next year again. Yeah. They really are. They're going to probably go 5-1 and one against the East. Right. Uh, at Bengals, Ravens, Eagles, Skins, and Houston.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Win two or three of those. And home versus Browns, Steelers, Cowboys, Giants, Chiefs. Great game. But they're going to win 11 games. So you're saying somebody would have to win more than seven yeah. to cover. So, I'm, so I don't think that's how – I don't think the Jets are there yet. I think the Jets are going to really take a jump.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: They're going to win seven. The Bills are going to win six or seven. The Dolphins, three maximum. Patriots cover this because they're winning 11. This is insane. It's going to happen again. Yeah. Uh, I think it's right. You're I mean, right. am I wrong? No, thing? you're and, right. As we've always said, don't bet against the Patriots anyway. No. You can't bet against them.
0: They figured it out. Like, I I, I didn't think they'd figure it out. Look, they couldn't stop anything defensively in week nine, week ten, right around there. And then they – they, right. set, they settled in against the Jets and Bills, and then it's like, all right, they're playing these crappy teams. Week 16, 17, doesn't matter. Then all of a sudden, turn it on against the Chargers, shutting out the Chiefs in the first half. And uh, it's like, what the hell is going on here? T- Tate, what, what, is it going to be the same thing? 12 wins, and then you have to hope that – uh <laughs> no way the Bills are going to have 12 wins,
2: right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess at this point you're just hoping that maybe Flores goes to the Dolphins and has the secrets on the Patriots. That, right. I mean, but that's only twice a year that they could do anything about it, I guess. Yeah. but. Uh, Yeah, it, it seems like it's a foregone conclusion at this point, unless Darnold somehow wow. becomes a superstar. Hey, hey Tate. Yeah.
4: Oh, six six weeks ago, didn't somebody on the show say, the, say that the Patriots were probably playing possum? Didn't somebody say that?
0: No, I don't think so. Was it Sal? Yeah, it was probably me. <laughs> was it you, Harry? Hey,
1: Sal, can I ask Tate Listen a question, Sal. too? <laughs> Listen,
5: Sal. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Tate,
1: go ahead. Um, Tate what? Uh, Lombardi. Brady or Belichick? Who it, does he give the most credit to?
2: belichick yep he loves okay belichick. i
1: agree with that yeah. actually
2: yeah i mean i think but that's not a slight to tom at all i mean obviously tom, no i know yeah tom has to do it but i think tom is more of the uh the the one that gets the he gets the hardest time from bill belichick so therefore you know he responds right in a certain mm. way.
0: take can i ask you a question <laughs> yes. uh yes. can i read a text from harry's boss just came in right now oh yes
5: of
2: course
0: okay nice. <laughs> Okay, thank you. It says, uh, clothes need to go into dryer. Washing machine is buzzing. Harry is nowhere to be found. What a dick. Is Harry playing possum again? Is that what it is? Is that why he can't get
2: there? Where's Jeeves?
0: Can't get to the washing machine. All right, Harry. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. Tate, one more for you. Russell Wilson, over under $162 million contract. Under. 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 They're saying he's going to be the highest paid. What does he have to beat? One forty. million. 150 something? 154 yeah, what is, then, What's the biggest one? And then
2: Rodgers making like $33 million per year. I per think, year, something. Yeah. yeah. something like that. Uh, I think that they are going to... I think Schneider and uh, and Pete Carroll, what they're going to do is they're going to franchise him, and he's already 30 years old, and I think they're going to franchise him out and never give him the big contract. Really? So, yeah. Wow. But we'll see what happens. I mean, I hope that they don't do that. He deserves to get a big contract, but uh, they're kind of ruthless up there.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to... Okay, so... Oh, this went by year. Yeah, Jimmy G was twenty-seven-five. Cousins twenty-eight. Ryan thirty. Rogers thirty-three-five.
2: If they franchise him, he'd make like thirty-one, and then he would make I think in twenty-twenty thirty-seven. So I mean, he would still be getting big numbers, sort of like what the, what you saw with Cousins. But you
0: got to give him five years, right? They gave Rogers four. Yeah. So one thirty-four. Oh, the math is too crazy. Oh, so okay. So Ryan Ryan went for one fifty. I don't know. Yeah, he's probably right in there. All right. Uh, As if we hadn't had enough uh, fake props, here's another one. This brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail, tackling fake propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Uh, This week, Captain Morgan is asking us, What was the most overhyped sporting event of all time? What's the Y2K, if you will, of sports? Was it uh, Patriots Rams last week, Super Bowl 53, seven to two odds? Pacquiao Mayweather, five to one odds. Michael Phelps versus the Shark, eight to one. Or the Dan O'Brien, Dave Johnson, Nike campaign, 12 to one odds. That was the 92 Olympics, I think. Uh, Neither of those two panned out. Or the field at three to one odds. I'm going to give my answer first. I usually wait till the end. I'm going Patriots Rams. I don't care. I think there's so many eyes on it with, uh, you know, Super Bowl 53. People got mad at me like, oh, you don't like defense? Get used to it as defense. It's good. I know you need – I don't need 54, 51 Rams Chiefs. I need a little offense, though. We waited two weeks for this game. You got Brady. You got Gurley. You got Goff. You got a lot of offensive-minded geniuses behind this. I don't want to see 13-3. Also, I get depressed when football's over. So, you give me 16 points – uh, and a game that's supposed to score fifty-six—that was not a quarter of what it was supposed to be. So, I mean, this was this took us back to the seventies with those crap ball uh, Super Bowls, where it was like sixteen-six Steelers, but whatever. The the ones you couldn't watch. And I'm not saying this because I lost with the Saints, but if it's Saints Chiefs, I have a feeling you're not seeing anything like that. Tate, what do you think? Was that that was pretty bad, right?
2: Yeah, I, it was pretty bad. But I also understand why people I mean, you know, if some people say they don't like something, then other people are going to jump on them and yell at them. Yeah. But it was supposed to be the offensive explosion of football. It was billed that way. That's why people were upset. Right. You know what
0: I mean, well, I'm upset. So that's what I'm taking at seven to two odds. Parlay, kid. Which one are you going with?
1: Yes, yeah, so I have to disagree with you, I think. Uh, I could come up with probably like seven or eight Super Bowls. that no. were worse Than that game. Yeah. What? I think so. I think so. Think about it. Just think about just 2014, I think, with the uh, Seattle-Denver Super Bowl, right? That was in Met Lifestead, Giant Stadium, whatever the stadium was called at that time. Yeah. yeah. 36 nothing at the half. That, um, that game was almost over after like eight minutes, right? So at least this game was a game and competitive uh, score-wise. I know... It was very disappointing on many levels, but I really can—I I don't think it fits in my top five in terms of worst Super Bowls wow. of all time. I, I, I know, I, I know.
0: L- let me amend it a little. Let me say when I say overhyped, like I don't mean th- this. I felt like okay, so at least Denver, Seattle. I never felt I was like, wow, they're getting killed here. I know Denver. the hi- yes, I, I, I know what you're I, saying. The I, hype I, machine I, for this I, game. I, in the fir- middle of the fourth quarter. I was like, neither of these teams deserves a parade. Neither of these right. teams deserve to be Super Bowl champ. Like that—that's what I meant. Like the two. The
1: well, yeah, no, you, you had a good tweet that it kind of felt like a, like almost like a preseason yeah, game, right? Or something yeah, like, let's that. See you like six it months. It did from have had that. that kind of feel, yeah. and it was a letdown from that standpoint because this game was pretty hyped up. I so from that perspective, yes, I just right. didn't think it was the worst Super Bowl I've ever All seen. Right. So, so Sal, I'm taking eight to one, and I'm taking Phelps versus the Shark. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not sure how overhyped this was, but any hype for this was overhyped. Mm-hmm. Okay, aka the great white hype in, the, in this uh, case with Phelps and the shark. Right. Uh, most of us weren't un- un- uninformed about this event. Uh, you know, stats are showing that there's no way a swimmer could could beat a shark. Shark swimming 35 miles per hour. Phelps goes like six miles per hour. Well, this was a joke, right? So what was going to happen? We're going to tune in. You know, will the shark attack Phelps? Or maybe they're going to pick the world's slowest shark, and mm-hmm. this might be a race somehow. Well, about a, after about almost an hour into it, you realize, wait, this is simulated? He's not racing a, a real shark. This is a simulated <laughs> event, which right. he's still lost, by the way, by, by a few seconds. I've posted videos of Harry in a pool that were <laughs> 10 times more watchable than this <laughs> terrible event.
0: Uh, so
1: let's take Phelps versus Shark eight to
0: one. All right, can I say something? And don't don't take this the wrong way. Phelps versus Shark wasn't in my top five worst uh, world class swimmers versus dangerous <laughs> fish. Not my top five. There's uh, there's Mark. Sp- well, you could say don't.
1: Summer Olympics, Sal. Whatever. Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. Either one. All right. I like that. Yeah. That, that was a disaster. Big big disappointment. All right. uh, Brother Brian, what are you saying? Yeah, I'm
3: going to say uh, Pacquiao Mayweather five to one. Uh, Look, while this was the best one of the best weekends of my life. Uh, it was a ton of fun. Like Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel was part of Manny's entourage. We were some, we were part of, oh, somehow I was part of Jimmy's entourage walking <laughs> into the event. I actually somehow made the telecast, which is beyond stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd been saying for years leading up to that fight, if, if these guys ever fight, I'm putting a ton of money on Mayweather. I'm putting a ton of money on Mayweather. Mayweather. Yeah. We didn't end up doing that because we thought it would, be fun to just enjoy manny in the moment because we're technically like an extension of his entourage right but again this was the biggest fight ever shattered tons of records demolished records everything live gate pay-per-views everything but it failed miserably it it didn't live up to any hype i mean it was boring from the get-go i mean you kind of get the sense in the second third round there was no way pacquiao had a shot yeah um I know it ended up being like eight four or ten two on some of the cards, but mm-hmm. my God, I mean, I think Manny Manny he usually at least throws a bunch of punches. I mean, he only landed about six or seven punches around, but nothing that uh, even at one point in time hurt hurt Mayweather. So. We knew immediately that this was over two or three rounds in. So it was, it was a huge letdown. I mean, again, it was a few years too late, but yeah. it was a big major
0: letdown. I, I felt like, Brian, I was I was there with you and we were listening. We had to listen closely for the final, the the scores, the judges' scores, because we had Manny plus like 12 or something, something crazy. And he lost yeah, by 14. Like 13, I think something, we had Manny 12 like and a half yeah, plus something was, stupid. Uh,
5: yeah, 13 we were listening, and
0: listening. Yeah, we were listening so closely. I think we just lost. It was like Rocky one where you're like uh, Adrian scrambling to get in the ring, but you're trying to hear the the official decision in the background. It was that. Uh, yeah, this was terrible. Uh, it's funny because we were defending this fight even during the fight. Our agent, James Babydoll Dixie, is like, wow, what a piece of shit this is like no, This is what you're talking about this is great. But then when you think about it, it's like it wasn't great. And when you think about it further, it's like, well, what did we expect? Right, like we could have written it out, and it was gonna be just like like it was like eight yep. four. I think we would have wanted Pacquiao to be more active. We never found out if his shoulder was really broke. What whatever uh, injury he was claiming at the time. But the only thing I'll say is thank God it looks like they'll never do it again. Right, keep that going. Uh, um, well, who knows? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, Harry, what are you saying? Captain Morgan wants to know your most overhyped sporting event of all time
4: the long shot at 12 to one the Dan O'Brien versus Dave Johnson
0: yeah
4: uh, situation in the 1992 for the uh, Barcelona Barcelona Olympics mm-hmm. uh, speaking of the Super Bowl by the way too this whole this whole promotion, the marketing, the commercials started with a jumbo Super Bowl ad and for 1992 1991 1992 that this was crazy in terms of the marketing that they had like the commercials everything was in the newspapers and everything. Uh, for pumping up uh, a, a decathlon, you know, and with the two two American Olympics uh, going at this, and uh, like it didn't even pan out even close. Dan O'Brien stunk so bad that he ended up not even making the Olympics, and Dave suffered like a stress fracture and his fracture in his foot, and he could barely produce the bronze. Mm. So that's all that came from all of it, and it was just marketing craziness. Nothing happened from it. By the way, Dan O'Brien, I found out now lives in Phoenix and runs a health club. Maybe, maybe I could. Uh, oh no! Hire him to train me. Would that work?
0: Hire you? No. Why don't you just join the health club? You have a lot of uh, a lot of luck doing that. Just become <laughs> become a member. No,
4: You can't fail at everything. Maybe you he can help me out, <laughs> Dan O'Brien. Can't listen to Daughtry. There,
0: <laughs> he thought that was his low point, ninety-two, not qualifying or <laughs> right. anything. But no, no, it's about to get worse. <laughs> Sorry, twenty-seven years later. Oh boy. All right, Tate. Which one? Which one are you going with? I'm, or do you have one? I'm on going
2: to stick with Parlor Kid. The Michael Phelps versus the shark thing was just yeah. uh, it was abysmal. And and I spent an hour. I spent that hour waiting to see a real shark.
0: <laughs> uh Bill Simmons, I asked him his opinion before we went on, and he said um, "He said Evil Knievel jumping Snake River Canyon. And uh, he said the guy went mm. – it, it, it was a big thing back then. It was a giant event back when we only had three yeah. networks, so it, uh, that lended itself to it. And I, and I think he ended up going like six feet or something. It's very disappointing. And also all of Super Dave's stunts. All, <laughs> almost all ended miserably. Poor guy. Rest in peace, Super Dave. Uh, but all right, that's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right, let's dip into the mailbag here. You can reach us at odds at gmail.com. We have people lining up. They're presenting their stories. Everyone's trying to get into our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame in Pahrump, Nevada. Um, it, it, it's coming along. It really is. We have about 10 or 12 um, inductees already and it's exciting i think we have a good one this week i'm going to read this one if three out of four of us will involve tate in here too, uh say this is a go we will induct dennis white who writes sal and the trifecta i have a gambling story that would make michael jordan blush my then fiance and i scheduled a destination wedding in beautiful lake tahoe nevada on august 26 2017 we made it to tahoe the Thursday before, and I had the whole thing budgeted, gambling money and all. The only money I couldn't touch was the $1,500 that I agreed to pay my father-in-law for an extension on our open bar. Fast forward to Friday night, me and the boys spend it playing craps and blackjack. I managed to lose my allotted $500 within 15 minutes, knowing that my luck would change. Of course, I made several trips to the ATM, and before sunrise, I managed to lose the $1,500 I promised my father-in-law. Well, When the bar people met with me in the morning, I wrote them a check I knew would bounce. After several shots and a long conversation with my best man, I decided to just enjoy the night and deal with the fallout on Sunday. Then, like Mana from heaven, my parents came into my room. They gifted me and my fiancé a $4,000 check for our honeymoon. My best man rushed me to the bank, and as I stood in line, my gambling itch came back. The most sure bet was happening in Vegas that night. McGregor Mayweather. I cashed a $4,000 check, went straight to the casino. And while in line at sportsbook, I texted my local bookie, asked if I could raise my limit to 2,500. He agreed. And within three minutes, I had $7,000 on McGregor Mayweather under nine rounds. My best man ordered the fight and, I was in, and was instructed to get me away from the reception in round four if the fight even lasted that long. Well, as soon as the bell rang, uh i round nine. I fell to the floor and began sobbing uncontrollably. I was picked up and dusted off and talked into carrying out the night for the sake of my wife. As I lay awake in the early morning, trying to think of a way out of this, I was startled by a loud banging. My father-in-law was charged $1,500 for the bar because my check didn't cash through all the yelling. My parents wandered into the room, suggested I use the $4,000. They gave me to cover it. Uh, it was then when I had to admit defeat and come clean, needless to say, my bride refused to sign the marriage certificate and hasn't spoken to me since. I had to move back in with my parents for a bit while I earned enough to pay my bookie and my parents back. But I'm back on my feet, happier than ever. I have limited my gambling to the four major sports and a little WNBA when Harry has a hot tip. I hope your listeners take a lesson <laughs> from my story. Don't get married. And bet the over. I don't think nice. they don't get married, but the marriage part wasn't the problem here, <laughs> Dennis White. But parlay kid,
1: blame the institution.
0: This is a good one. This is right there. This
1: is a really good one. It's right there. This is a really good. one. I'm not really sure about Harry's hot WNBA tips. Yeah. However, he's delusional. That, uh, this I think guy. he was. Yeah. One in seventeen last right. year. Yeah, <laughs> the guy's—he's absolutely delusional. He's out of his mind. Uh, boy, he's—he's uh, he's in Sally. This is a good one. I. I have uh, this. some definitely uh, great story. All right. And if even a half of it's true, it's uh, pretty great.
0: That's, that's the only thing that bothers me. I read it a few times. I'm like, oh man, this, if I had to sit down and write a letter this would be, this would be similar to what I would write, but I'm going to, I want to, <laughs> I'm going to go. All right, go ahead. Barley kid, brother Brian, let's hear what you say.
3: Yeah, no, he's, I mean, to me, this is uh, probably, this might be the best story we've had so far. Right. Um, you know, it seems like he's got his facts pretty straight here. I mean, he had the Mayweather McGregor under nine, which. Yep. Yeah, right. Right. It was nine, nine and a half. The dates I mean, match up. Yep. Yeah, it matches up. I mean, the amount of uh, money he gets from his parents, that probably makes about sense of what everything would uh, cost. So mm-hmm. I think this is, I think this is legit. I like the. I, this story's fantastic.
5: All right. Harry?
3: I agree with Bry. This
4: might really be the best one we've had. Uh I feel for you Dennis White. Um <laughs> been there with the many uh ATM trips in the same night. Uh I have to say yes. Uh, I'm 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 putting them in.
0: Okay, you. Harry's getting a little Still emotional there. A little emotional, right. All right? Tate, you want to make it a, a clean sweep?
2: Yes, absolutely, all the way in. Nothing, nothing else to say. I mean, just the WNBA comment alone sealed it at the end. So that Beautiful
0: was good. <laughs> that was good. That that made me think he really does have problems and needs our help. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there were two factors uh, here that I could I could relate to. Um, the In-laws being mad at him, banging on the door. I've been there before. (laughs) And the uncontrollable sobbing on the floor due to a a gambling (laughs) loss. So uh, for those reasons and and many others, Dennis White, welcome to the uh, (laughs) Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. You did it. And if you want to be like Dennis Dennis? and uh, join us, Dennis, and the rest of us in the Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame, reach out. Cousin Sal, against all odds, at gmail.com. All right, we're winding down. We're going to skip picks. We're going to regroup. We had a rough one. We all had like either the Patriots or the or the Rams, but we had a like high scoring. God forbid, we had one team to score more than thirteen points. Let's never do that again. Um, so we'll skip picks this week. Uh, Harry, what do you got going on? Where are you?
4: Let's see. I'm at AAO uh, Harry um, on Twitter. Uh, not a lot going on this weekend. Maybe uh, like I said, maybe uh, Pebble Beach golf tournament. I'll hit you guys up. We got. We've already. been mapping out the rest of the days. So, uh, of what we need to still do. But yeah, it's been a little odd. But it's been. Uh, Ken's been okay. Ken's been
0: okay. Oh, well, Ken's been okay. Yeah, because you're driving his mother around. You're, you're. I mean. Yeah. You said something. What did he say to us guys the other day? The text. He's like, he's listing all the places she. All the craft stores that he took her to. She didn't buy a single thing. He's sitting in the car waiting for her. And then he writes, "God, I love that woman." <laughs> 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 what the hell's going on here? <laughs> All
3: right. uh, does Angie get Angie get jealous of uh, <laughs> this relationship? <laughs> no, she's cool with it. She's. Uh, I think the three of us actually.
4: The three of us are going to the movies tonight. staying <laughs> oh, staying home.
3: It's she She'll be, she'll be upset out, if you guys. She'll be upset if you guys get married. <laughs>
0: Yeah, get married uh, already, know. Harry. Nah, right. Tate, what did you what'd Somebody. you just
3: say, Tate? I said it's like the new
2: threes company. It really is. It's yeah. like it's like the reboot that no one's gonna watch. It's on CBS all Access. Don't knock on my door.
0: <laughs> Harry, instead of riding the bike, falling in the sand, is in the water singing and <laughs> right, doing water aerobics. All right, yeah. Uh he's Jack Cheese Tripper. All right. Uh Parley Kid, where are you?
1: I'm at the chalk talker, Sal. All right. Big big uh high school game tomorrow night. John Glenn basketball versus Southampton.
5: Yeah. Um
1: could be a fun one. Kyle's nearing the end of his uh high school career here. Had his hundredth career three pointer though the other day. Nice. Um which was nice. Uh for, nice. You know, nice achievement for uh, high school basketball. Wow. And um we'll we'll see what uh what the rest of the season brings. They could they could be a team that makes a long run or they could you know they could be out and around or two. So.
0: How many games are left?
1: <laughs> uh, they have one regular season game left, mm-hmm. and then the playoffs start. So they'll be starting. Uh, they could start as early as Saturday if we're in the outer bracket. Or I think if we win tomorrow, we're going to get a uh, much uh, – it's going to help us in the seeding process. So. All right. The big one tomorrow. Big game.
0: This is nice. And how is it weird being away from wrestling? Like This is the first year you're really kind of away from it,
1: right? Yeah. You know, I'm – it kind of is, because you know now none of my boys wrestle; they all yeah. play basketball, which is kind of weird. Being that uh, you know my oldest wrestled, but the uh, the other guys uh, they like basketball. But you know, wrestling's a grind, Sal. You know that. Yeah. Uh, you know, spending uh, twelve hours a day at a tournament, and maybe even longer in some cases. So, as a, as a parent, a, a ba- the job of a basketball parent is much easier than the job of a wrestling parent. So there you go. Uh, well, I miss wrestling. I miss it. I like, I like my kids doing. I think there's a lot of good lessons to be learned there, but, um, as, as, uh, just, you know, in terms of a spectator uh, view, it's, um, been a little bit more pleasant on the uh, basketball side.
0: There you go. All right. Brother Bry has not quit wrestling. He's actually moved on to college wrestling, but, uh, yeah, just... no,
3: I'll be betting college, college <laughs> wrestling more this year than ever. Um, yeah, I struggled this past week in a little bit. Um, uh, I had a few more losses than I would have liked, but, uh, it's, it's fun. So I'll be wrestling this week in a bet. Uh, there's a big UFC card, uh, yeah. on this weekend, a pay-per-view on, I mean, it's not the best card, but, um, Whitaker is one of my favorite fighters. He hasn't lost in like five years, but, um, right. I'll be backing him for sure. Town uh, Whitaker. There you go. Yeah, parlay yeah, exactly. kid liked Whitaker.
0: But, he had it on a parlay with I think the under and a touchdown under <laughs> one and a half, but <laughs> I did, son of a
3: bitch.
0: Uh you're <laughs> at the brother Brian, right, Brian? Yeah, Twitter? at
3: the brother Brian. Sal, so I, I think one day, maybe one of our podcasts you should Share some of your old uh, wrestling stories. Some of those are great. Oh, all
0: right. Well, so maybe I, I'll wait. Yeah. Maybe I'll wait for our hundredth uh, episode, well, which I go. think is eight yeah. weeks from now, right, Tate?
3: Yeah, eight weeks.
2: We're almost there.
0: Tate, what? Are, where are you? Where can people find you? You're all over the place. College basketballs, pick up. Thank you for Tate uh, for producing this during <laughs> NC State. North Carolina, right?
2: Yeah, we're two minutes away from tip. It's all right. I, oh it's uh, a five o'clock start. It's a five oh, okay. o'clock start, eight oh, o'clock right. on the East Coast. Uh, so we're good you.
0: there. I did you right. Yeah, I get the second half. But uh holy at- shit, is BC beating Duke at half? Yeah. 23 yeah. and a half point yeah. favorite.
2: Wow. This is what I'm looking at. Uh while I'm while I'm sitting here producing, quote unquote. Nice. Uh at Tate Frazier one shining podcast twice a week now. Uh now the football's over. GM Street, the last one with Lombardi was yesterday. Go check that out. And uh yeah, happy to be here, excited for the rest of the year. Now I can be here on all the Wednesdays as long as is uh, I don't get sick or get beaten up or you know have more back problems. Uh, I'll be here every single week.
0: I love it. I wonder if I could take uh Lloyd to London. I could take out insurance on Tate. Like uh you know, you know, like you can <laughs> insure a body part or something. I guess it's a
2: it, bad investment. That's for sure. I, you
0: wouldn't pass the physical. That's a problem. I don't know how how much I would have to pay. All right. uh Thank you, Tate. Thank you, uh, Degenerate Trifecta. Hey, don't go anywhere. We have Jay Cornegy coming up. He is the vice president of sports operations at Westgate, and he's going to talk Super Bowl props with us. We're going to see if Vegas is still alive. They can pay their bills. Fingers crossed, really. We're going to take a break right now. Hey, this winter is a great time to check out Hotel Tonight. Whether you want to take a spontaneous ski trip or escape to a warm beach, Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book a room with one of their last-minute deals. There are tons of empty hotel rooms out there just waiting to be booked, and that's how Hotel Tonight scores such incredible rates. They team up with awesome hotels to help them sell those rooms and pass the savings along to you. And these aren't last-resort-type places. Hotel Tonight works with cool top-rated hotels you actually want to stay at. And unlike other travel companies, You don't have to scroll through endless lists of hotels. Hotel Tonight shows you the best deals at great hotels, along with short profiles that have pictures and all the info you need. And even though their name is Hotel Tonight, they're not just for last-minute bookings. You can play things by ear or use Hotel Tonight to book in advance. And when you join Hotel Tonight's HD Perks program, the more you book, the better deals get. So start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels by going to hoteltonight.com or download the app now. Welcome back to Against All Odds. My next guest is our very first guest on Against All Odds podcast back in 1937. No, I think it was a little later than that. But he's the vice president of sports operations at Westgate Sportsbook and Casino, Jay Cornegay. What's happening, Jay? Hey,
6: good morning, Sal.
0: Jay, you're calling me and not for a job. So I assume what Vegas and more specifically the Westgate are okay after Super Bowl 53, am I right?
6: Yeah, it was just a uh, it was more like a, a flesh wound. It wasn't too bad. Um we uh we did alright on the our handle was about flat. Our win was uh pretty good. We were we were actually sitting pretty good going into the game as the future book on both teams was very positive. So even though we lost the game itself, the props were good, futures were good, and uh, we came out, uh, uh, I would say, an average-sized winner.
0: So let's talk about the money. It's a, Yeah, because I know all the props went down, all the big ones went down. We'll go over that in a second. But the most money, let's talk about the mo- money movement on the Pats. Did you guys open the Rams at minus one uh, after the Chiefs-Patriots game, or did you wait a little bit before uh, before the onslaught of Pats money came
6: No, we put it up right away, and we did post it Rams minus one. And uh, as you know, it quickly moved to the other side. Uh, Within 24 hours, uh, the market was pretty much two uh, on the the pack side. Uh, Soon after that, it went to two and a half, and it stayed there for uh, the entire two-week period. We did have some threes pop up around town, uh, which uh, didn't last too long. We had one – I think one operator was at three – uh, I think a split three uh, for a couple of days, but soon went back to two and a half. So it was a pretty good bookmaking game. Uh, yeah. It was uh, yeah. it, it was uh, all Patriots money in the beginning, and then we got some good Ram money at the end.
0: Give me an idea, Jay, because I'm fascinated with this. In the t- first 24 hours, when you say the line went from Rams minus one to Pats minus two, how much money does it take to get that line to Pats minus two in those first 24 hours?
6: Really not much. Um, you know, we're we're trying to get a feel of what the market is going to be. And, and the books will really uh, move the line quickly to, to, to figure out exactly what, you know, the other side of the counter uh, is, is thinking. And uh, so it really doesn't take a lot. I know a lot of it uh, around town and, and a lot of the bookmakers that just, just basically move it on air uh, because uh, they're just trying to get the right market price. So okay. in the first 24 hours or the first, 48 hours you're probably looking at some pretty quick movement there that really doesn't take a lot of money
0: uh uh-huh. and then so like, like you said like everyone was terrified to move it to three because you don't want to get middled if anyone has the rams plus three you have to pay and it, and it ends up a field goal game pats went by field goal you have to pay out all that pats money and refund all the rams money so that's why it popped up as soon as it popped up it seemed like it went away the rams uh plus three but you guys made up for it in the props now the way I see it, what were the big props that would have hurt you?
6: Well, there were there were a couple that did hurt, and a couple that were very close. In fact, one of them was really nerve wracking there uh, for a while. But we we paid out props that we just don't normally pay out, Sal. So, I mean, for 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 example, uh, no TD in the first half was like a hundred to one, right? And so we had to pay that out, and that uh, that cost us close to uh, six figures. Wow. Um, Edelman, you know, Edelman was thirty to one for MVP, and uh, you know, our thinking there—it's very difficult for a receiver to get MVP right. over a quarterback, but that's mm-hmm. exactly what happened there. And, and that was another close to six figures there. No TD by a Rams player was like fifty to one, and that—that uh, that was a pretty good jab to us. Uh, but the scary one was. No TD in the entire game, mm-hmm. which was 500 to 1, and we probably would have lost close to, I'd say about a half million on some on that prop itself, which would have been the the biggest loss in prop history.
5: Wow! And I talked to wow. a few
6: bookmakers around town, and they were sitting in the same position as we were. Um, so when we entered the third, or excuse me, the fourth quarter, you know, three to three, uh, I started to feel a little anxiety at that point
0: Mm -hmm. yeah of course I mean uh, the two and a half hours I was going to ask about the mood in the Westgate itself like what 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 people just was it subdued and just not a lot of not a lot of clamoring right for any any of the game really being 13-3 and before that touchdown even everyone waiting for that first touchdown to to hit but I was thinking like Sony Michelle how much did you have to pay out on Sony Michelle was that like six to one
6: yeah, it was only. I mean, of course, it was the he, he got the first touchdown and the last touchdown. Right. So uh, those that were supporting him, I mean, you know, really raked it in. Uh, we didn't do too bad on that. We lost a little bit on on uh, Michelle, but overall, it wasn't uh, it wasn't bad at all. That wasn't a concern of ours, as as you can imagine. That uh, that proposition gets spread out pretty good. You know, we just didn't want any one of those real big long shots to. Mm to get a, uh, a score, and Michelle was one of the favorites, so we were sitting pretty good with him.
0: Jay, I'm, I'm curious, where are you exactly when the game is going on? Are you watching with some of these big players, like the Player X or something, who may have put a lot of money on the Rams, or, or are you uh, off in a booth by yourself, <laughs> the secret bunker?
6: <laughs> well, it varies. Um, I'll uh, I'll go outside. If I if I go out on the floor, you know, and I, I'm talking to a VIP you know, some of our VIPs, I get a lot of people coming up to me and, and, and wanting to, to talk about anything under the sun, really. And mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, I don't really get to watch it in that case. So if I really want to watch it, I'll go back in the back room uh, with the guys or I'll go back to my office. Uh, and so I'll rotate around a little bit. But, uh, you know, when it was all, you know, crunch time, I'm pretty much in my office uh, watching the last uh, quarter or so. Right. Right.
0: Right. Okay. So now let's talk about the props that helped you, and I know they did. And there were a bunch of them that just every year these, if they don't hit, you guys in general, the Westgate uh, sports books just do well in general. No safety was good for you, right?
6: Oh yeah, yeah. That's and that was close again. Yeah. There was a, a time I think Goff was in his own end zone,
5: and he just, just got, got it
6: past the line of scrimmage. Yep. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
6: and So yeah. that that was good because again, that's a proposition. He's, He's one of these uh, real popular ones like, you know, a safety or overtime or a, a, a TD by a, a defensive or a special teams TD. Those mm-hmm. are some really big propositions that are, you know, they're six-figure decisions. So that's a, it's something I'm just like on, you know, over the years, I, I know I'm not, you know, throwing things in the back room or, you know, uh, <laughs> we're not yelling. We're just kind of – it gets to a point where we're just like moaning and groaning and shaking our head a little bit and then moving on, you know? Right. But, uh, um, that was pretty close, but, uh, you know, what was really good for us, uh, was all the, the yardage, you know, all these individual, uh, players that we had, will they score a TD or not?
5: Yeah. Everybody, goes open. everybody no, bets over. Or, mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. Everybody bets over. Yeah. And, and for both sides there, and almost everybody went under, I mean, Gronk, uh, that was a really uh, – actually one of the ones that we lost with uh, his uh, yardage. But right. other than that, right. um, you know, I mean, Edelman obviously went over. Cooks went over. But majority of them went under. And there was only one player that scored a TD. So we kind of swept that board.
0: Yeah. The, the Brady, another big one I imagine, and I liked the two, Brady over 24-and-a-half. I think it went up to 25-and-a-half completions. People love Brady. There was no reason to think he would – he had like 1,000 yards in the last two – Super Bowls. I think everyone bet Brady over, obviously Goff over. Anything with Gurley was a loser. I mean, yeah, that's it was uh it was what a what a cavalcade of of prop losses it was. Let me ask you this. Any movement towards taking exotics like Gatorade, uh, Adam Levine shirtless or the anthem or you guys are hell-bent on staying away from that.
6: <laughs> you know, we called that, you know, first song by Maroon 5, Harder to Breathe. I I actually had a friend that had a cousin at the rehearsal (laughs) and she told us that uh it was going to be harder to breathe you know that was going to be the first song and uh you know those type of propositions as you know Sal, are only offered in a unregulated environment you know uh we are not allowed to post any of those type of propositions here right um you know it it was in, in some cases where you were able to You know, put something up there that no one knew the answer to, whether it was, let's say, um, you know, how many times they are going to show Giselle or, um, you know, uh, let's say, I mean, somebody knows what color Gatorade it is. Somebody knows, Mm -hmm. you know, if he's going to take off his shirt or not. Uh, You know, all those things like that. Uh, You know, we're we're never going to be able to uh, post those type of propositions that someone has or has possible knowledge of what the result would be. So we'll wait. We'll wait on those. But there's a there's a couple out there that we would like to post here and there. I mean I'd like to post the Oscars. That would be cool.
0: The you Oscars know, I would think be that's good. A, that's
6: yeah.
0: A, well yeah, I yeah. lost a lot of money on uh Moonlight and uh and the La La Land. That was that was a travesty. That you can run into trouble there. Um <laughs> I I know you're offering more and more NFL draft props, which is good. But in general, I would say it's probably a good idea. I, I used to be crazy that you guys wouldn't post like the hot dog eating contest. But after a week long, I've been arguing with Clay Travis on Lock It In now for three days because we play against each other on Lock It In with Todd Furman. And uh, and, uh, and it, it came down, the week came down to who won. It was either me or him, whether or not CBS – um discussed the age gap between Jared Goff and Tom Brady and there was a graphic that showed those two but also showed um Belichick and McVeigh, and there there was a gray area and there's a gray area in a lot of these things and luckily I came out on top but yeah I I have a feeling this would just create a lot of headaches for you guys
6: well whenever you're dealing with Berman there's always some gray area so (laughs) um he was he was he was in the book uh Pretty much all weekend, and I was giving them a hard time. I love the show. Yeah, I do yeah. a tremendous job there. But that, the gray area is exactly what we stay away from. I mean, in the gambling world, there there can't be, uh, you know, confusion. We're not trying to trick people. We want everybody to know exactly what they're betting into. But uh, there's still times, you know, I mean, we, we have the prop. you know, will there be a lead change in the fourth quarter? And, you know, when it's tied, and then someone scores, that's not a lead not change. Not a lead change. Right? No, it, no, that's not a lead change. A lead change is when the other team has a lead, and then the the opponent takes over the lead. That is a lead change. So we uh, every year we seem to come across something that you know we want to make sure that we clarify and make sure everybody knows and understands what they're betting into.
0: I was going to ask you, is that the one that most people complained about, not having known the rule? Was that the, the lead change one?
2: Yeah,
6: I, I would say so. I mean, it was just a handful. And then once we explained it, I mean, we actually put uh, as our disclaimer in that mm-hmm. proposition uh, for, for that proposition, a lead. I think it's, it, it says a lead is defined when one opponent has more points than the other.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that you would think you need uh, to yeah, spell yeah, it really out like that. But it's weird because that's not on the ticket. Uh, they take really that had ticket. We it down. They, they take the ticket back to their room and you don't have the explanation right there on the ticket, but where, where is this disclaimer?
6: Oh, it's right in the, the, the packet of props that we put oh, out. On all the the customer okay. sheets. I mean, yeah, obviously right. we can't. Yeah. I mean, we can't put everything. I mean, every uh, ticket is, you know, different really. And, and in, in so many ways. So you, you're really limited to what you could put on the actual ticket, not to mention, you mm-hmm. know, there's a generic thing like, Hey, you know, sign up for our mobile and stuff like that, which goes on every ticket but you right. wouldn't be able to customize it per proposition. So we, right. we try to spell yeah. it out as much as we can.
0: So I just want to ask, what's next? What's next for uh, Jay Cornegay? What's next for the Westgate? Um, if football's over, I feel like we need another sport. There's no Olympics this year. There's no soccer. There's no World Cup. There's no Floyd fight like we had, uh, you know, a couple of years back. What's um? Will we be taking XFL action next year?
6: Well, we are – Actually, okay, you got you know about the new football league coming out, right? Yeah. Okay. So we have that coming up.
0: Yeah, there's that's this right. That's
6: weekend. A one. Uh mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, the Alliance of American Football. We actually went down to San Antonio, about six of us went down there, bookmakers, to uh kind of scout the league by uh, invitation from the league itself. So we went down there, checked it out, and I thought they were very well organized, a lot of young talent and um you know, all the games are gonna be on CBS and uh sports or uh, NFL network. So mm-hmm. they're working with the NFL, which is a, a huge plus. And then, uh, you know what? We're just gearing up for, uh, uh baseball right now. We're going to put all the over, under season wins, divisions, and all the seasonal props, mm-hmm. uh, the 17th. So that's coming up right around the corner. And by the time we get to that point, you know, we're looking at March and, and all the madness that is involved there. So it really won't slow down for us until we get through the derby.
0: Yeah. Oh right, the Derby. Yeah, I was thinking about the baseball. It's like you guys have to props up soon, and yet like Harper's not signed, Machado's not signed. This is very weird. It's kind of, um, kind of like throw your hands up in the air in some of these. But um, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. One more thing about the the Super Contest: any wrinkles to look forward to? I mean, it's it's bigger than ever, right?
6: Yeah. Well, the big uh, you know change this year is that we're going to start accepting the Super Contest entries, and and of course the Gold entries as well, starting March first, so we can capture all those, uh, you know, guests and fans that come in uh, for March Madness. So we're scrambling right now to get all this stuff done. Uh, oh, there's not going to be any changes to the rules or anything. Yeah.
0: So, that's smart. I
6: mean, it's uh, um, it, it's going to be, uh, I, I think it's going to be bigger than ever. I mean, that's. Uh, I think that's a gimme. Uh, and then we're still working on, you know, allowing the uh, weekly selections um, using the app, which – Obviously, uh, would be a huge convenience, more more of effect uh, for the locals here, so they don't have to come down each mm-hmm. and every week right. to submit their selections. Um, and right. we're working on that technology. We know the technology's there. I mean, we've been working on it, but it, it, it's got to be, you know, in our eyes, it's got to be gold standard. It's got to be ironclad. I mean, there's there's a lot of security issues we have with that. We want to make sure that, um, you know, it works properly and basically no one can hack into it. <laughs>
5: right
0: but that's, just the uh, same. that's
6: uh, something that we're looking at
0: you would still have to be in nevada to use the app right and and post your your pics
6: oh yeah right yeah. right okay. you know and okay. uh that's uh, yeah that's how yeah that's how we're moving forward and then uh on on, on speaking of that outside of nevada i mean superbook has you know uh separated itself and, and has created its own entity we have our new company superbook llc and then we are and deep discussions and, and, and negotiations with uh, potential partners uh, across the, the country, and uh, you know, so yeah. what you're going to see down the road, and maybe something very soon. I'm hoping to make the an announcement by the end of this uh, month. Um, make make it right well now. I'm sure everyone would love to hear it.
0: Rate. Say it right now.
6: <laughs> oh yeah. Why, yeah. Wait. Almost, wait? not quite yet, but uh, not not. Not yet sal but okay uh, can i, can uh, I you'll, you'll, you're gonna see the super book in other areas
0: what? i'll be the first to know i know let me recommend one wrinkle and you don't have to do this for the super contest and, and just but just listen because it makes sense pay out one winner the the winner the big prize is a guy or a girl who goes two two and three 12 weeks three and two one week and one and four four weeks i think that's fair i think that's that's really <laughs> indicative of who's really paying the most attention. 2 and 3 for 12 weeks, 3 and 2 for one and then 1 and 4 for like a month. Can you do that, you think?
6: What? Are you saying that you have that move?
0: <laughs> I don't even know if I'm that good. I don't know 2 and 3 for 12 weeks might be <laughs> tough. I'm usually out of this by um <laughs> way before Halloween. You know,
6: we did discuss about having a a, a last place price. Right? So once you, you know, you're out of it, you know, I mean, you have to submit your picks. You can't just you Know not submit, but right, those that have qual- you know qualified to submit all their picks for the entire season and come actually comes in last place. I which like will, it just, just as hard, actually. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, give them like a booby prize,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, a house made out of drink <laughs> tickets or something, yeah, some kind of. Some kind of outdoor living facility. Well, Jay, thanks so much, man. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, are you upset the football's over, or are you happy and relieved and ready to take some vacation time?
6: Oh, I'm glad it's over. To tell you the truth, <laughs> you know, it was a good run. We had a good season. I, I yeah. I there's no doubt. I need. To, I I I told my friends last night. Uh, you know, it was the first night that we were able to go out and and some time. And I. I, I told him last night, I, I actually, I think I tweeted this out, that I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be a healthy scratch tomorrow. And, <laughs> uh, and that's, that's exactly what happened. So I'm, I'm ready for this little break, and then we'll uh, get after it next week.
0: Well, good for you. Yeah, I hate that football, though. I have to now scrounge to find out if Patrick Beverly is going to score over under eight and a half points in the game. But uh, I'm glad you uh, get a little break here. He's vice president of sports operation at Westgate. Sportsbook and casino, Jay Cornegy. Go by and say hi to him. Just bug him. He loves. He loves when people bother him behind the counter. So request to meet him at uh, Westgate. <laughs> and he will. He'll come. He'll come right out. Right, Jay. <laughs> uh,
6: yeah, yeah. Thanks, Sal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it, pal. <laughs> All
6: right, man. Have a good
0: one. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Watch Locking In Monday through Friday, 4:30 to 5:30 Eastern on FS1. Jimmy Kimmel Live, 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. And that's that for the degenerate trifecta master, Tate Frazier and Jay Mm -hmm. Cornegay. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicap. Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book awesome hotels at amazing rates. They're like a matchmaker between top-rated hotels with unsold rooms and people who want to book those rooms. And Hotel Tonight isn't just for last-minute bookings. You could book for tonight, tomorrow, and beyond. It's perfect for planners, procrastinators, and everyone in between. Find sweet deals at cool hotels you'll actually want to stay at. Go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now.